Hello, code. <coughs> Hello, coders. <coughs> God. Start that again. Hello, coders. Hope you're doing well. It is episode 136 of the House Code Well podcast. I am live as I always am on a Thursday evening around eight o'clock ish at this time. It's live as you can probably tell. Today we're going to be talking about breaking changes in PHP 8 in the uh, the upcoming RFCs. Um, or, or the a, a particular RFC, shall we say, the dynamic properties one. Um, and also, we've got a bit of news. Um, I'm going to first dive into the uh, the change log. And in this week's change log, we've got a couple of things that I want to discuss. The first of all, first thing is that we have a new YouTube short. It's a new week, so we have a new YouTube short. That is the PHP 8 Union Types. I'll put a link in the show notes below to that. That's a, a 60 second clip teaching union data types in PHP 8. Um, going along the theme of still live streaming, uh, you can watch me struggle trying to get the the new PHP course series that we're doing. Uh, you can watch me struggle to get that to level nine of PHP Stan. Again, a link in the show notes there as well. I did that on a tu- on Tuesday, and I'm going to continue uh, working on that course on the Tuesdays. We did. I eventually got it to level nine. Um, I didn't on the stream. However, I I did do it afterwards uh, after the stream. Um, level nine is very difficult, <laughs> very very difficult to uh, to achieve. Um, I've also started using the new GitHub Projects beta. Um, this is like a, a, a very interesting sort of way of project management or a project management tool, GitHub. Um, it's um, GitHub is becoming sort of a contender, I feel, for, say, Jira and um, Trello or other kind of tools that you might use. Um, uh, and uh, this, this beta allows you to have um, a sort of I'm using at the moment like an overarching project in which I can I can uh, link automatically issues from GitHub repositories scattered all over the organization of how to code well, which is fantastic. It means that I've, I've now created like a, a, a recording um, a project and, you know, a, a course project and other projects that are kind of catch-all projects that require certain tweaks to certain uh, repositories of the, of the how to code well space. So that's pretty cool. Um, I've started to look into, yeah, just going through the notes here. So I've started to look, a lot of people are going to roll their eyes at this. I've started to look into how the blockchain works um, and how the technology behind it is um, works. You know, things like what's the difference between uh, proof of proof of work, proof of stake, um, how how we can uh, use more of, you know, look upon it more of a decentralized uh, tool that we can use in the web space. Um, now, I, I would love to do a, a course or a tutorial on it next year. That's why I'm trying to get uh, clued up on it. So far, I have just been doing it in the private in my private time. Um, that's not a lot. So I've done a lot of reading rather than a lot of coding, just to try and get myself used to the acronyms and used to how things work. I've been looking at all sorts of repositories that use like the blockchain for things like PHP and JavaScript, looking into the different frameworks. I'm thinking maybe the start of next year, if I progress down this, we might be doing some of this stuff on, on, on the live streams. Maybe 
I don't know. Um, we'll just see how it goes. So, <clears throat> excuse me. As I mentioned, I think it was it was it last podcast. I'm interested in in Web three. I'm I'm interested in the technology. I'm I'm not I, I'm not going to just dismiss it as a you know a fad. I would like to learn more about it before I can give my ultimate opinion on it. If that makes sense, I think it's too early to to say which side of the fence you're on. Um, anyway, or at least it's too early for me. <laughs> ah, thank you, Pedro. <laughs> Bitcoin, hooray! <laughs> well, the, the the interesting thing I've got, I find with with the whole Web three thing, and I'm trying to use Web three rather than crypto here, is that I do think that there are potential things outside of the financial space for web three. And I would love to explore those areas. So I'm, I'm just, I just want to see where my, where the rabbit hole goes with, with all of that. So I, I'm, I try not to jump straight on to, onto the crypto stuff. You know, I'm not really interested in, in any of the financial stuff. It's fascinating. I'm not a financial guy, you know, so I, I don't, I don't really, I'm not really bothered by that. It's the technology. It's how to do things like proof of work, proof of stake. How does that compare to say, uh, uh, you know, the, the traditional rest requests I'm interested. I just want to see where, where the knowledge can go on that. <laughs> um, also I have hooray, um, my new MacBook Pro, it's a M1, uh, M1 Max. It's here. If you can hear any whirring, it's because it's trying to do a backup to the NAS at the moment. So um, that's cool. I did think it was going to come next week, but I got a, a shipping notification this morning to say that it was due. So that's exciting. Although I haven't really played with it at all. I've literally just just installed or took a, a time machine backup from another machine and then just switch time machine backups, created a new one, and now, now I'm backing this one up to the NAS. So I haven't played with it. I did I did click on PHP Storm and then realized that the version of PHP Storm doesn't run on M1, doesn't run on Apple Silicon. So I've downloaded the latest one. So um, maybe after this stream, I'll, I'll uh, have a little play and see. But uh, so far, it's pretty good. In terms of like the screen and 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 uh, the speed of things, I'm noticing that it's uh, it's interesting. You know, I'm noticing a change, a difference. I'm already looking over at the old old uh, MacBook Pro, thinking, "Hmm, <laughs> yeah, that's old tech now." <laughs> um, cool. So that's the change log. There's um, a fair amount there. Um, and coming up, we're go- we're going to continue down that. That, that course thing that I discussed, it's going to be the PHP login and logout course. We're going to keep continue that on the Tuesdays. And I've got some, I want to tackle the um, PHP stand level nine on the howtocodewell.net and howtocodewell.fm sites. And I'll probably do that this Saturday. So that's coming up. Um, so more pulling of my hair, I think, or, or well, that's why I've got no hair. <laughs> cool. So, um, Oreo writes in, and uh, Oreo has asked a question on one of my PHP tutorials. And the PHP tutorial in question is the um, how to randomize a PHP array. And Oreo asks a really good question here is, um, can you do this in a database? So can you do this outside of 
a programming language. So can you select random records in a database? You certainly can. And there's actually a function I'm going to pick on um, on MySQL here. You certainly can using the RAND function. The RAND function, or R-A-N-D, and then the parentheses, um, allows you to randomize your uh, or, or generate a random um, range from uh well from whatever you give it so you can pass in uh, an argument which is the seed i think it is called the seed and it spits out a a um a decimal place from zero to one so any kind of random number floating point within within that space you can of course uh use a method a method i think <laughs> racking my brain now floor i think is the one that will round down the number i believe it's down and then seal is up i think that's the right way anyway you you there is a method in 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 uh, in my sql to do that to round up round down so if you wanted to get an integer you can do so um by default it will return the de- a decimal place so you would do the flooring to to uh return you an integer and also um more specifically to your question, Oreo, you've asked about can you select can you select records randomly? You can because what you can do is order by rand. So you can you can do your select query and then on the order by statement you can order by rand, which will then use the that that decimal place to return you a random result. However, one thing I would definitely mention here is that I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it through the database. What I would do is I would define your your uh, records, pull them back down into, say, PHP or whatever language you're using, put them into memory, and then randomize that in memory. So don't randomize it on the database uh, for various reasons, one being performance. Um, if you're if you're doing a lot of random database queries or, you know, if, if, you, if you've got a, a website, high traffic website, and it's just bombarding random queries or uh, a query with a ra- with randomness in it then that can get quite troublesome on the on the uh, on the old database performance thank you pedro it is correct thank you floor down seal up yeah i thought i mean that makes sense <laughs> you're still on the floor and you can look at the ceiling so yeah that does make sense <laughs> Okay, so I want to get into the PFC, uh, PFC, the PHP RFC, the Dynamic Properties RFC. Um, that is uh, an RFC that's caused a little bit of con- controversy, a little bit of discussion, especially in the Twitter PHP sphere. Um, and to be honest, to be completely and utterly brutally honest, I never actually knew this was a thing like Dynamic Properties. I thought that was something that was well. I know what Dynamic Properties are, so it's is properties that you haven't quite defined you haven't defined in your class and you are defining them on the fly they're dynamically defined i thought that was removed a long 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 time ago because <laughs> obviously that's not good that's not good at all because you you're not adhering to the visibility scopes or the 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 class signatures it's not good practice um, it can lead to all sorts of human error. It's not a good thing. But I thought that was removed a long time ago. But it hasn't. And this PHP RFC wants to remove it. It's going to deprecate it first and then remove it in PHP 9. So, um, 
and 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 my initial thought was yeah that's great you know that makes sense but then i started reading comments from maintainers and other php developers and they were they they were mentioning the painful side of maintaining software which i hadn't necessarily comp- really understood the thing is the thing is i am a contractor so i write php for money i'm, I'm like a paid gun you know i'll 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 go to one project and upgrade that, go to another project and upgrade that. So to me, these changes are good because it means that there's probably going to be more potential for me to upgrade a project in the future, which means that it's, you know, it's a financially good thing for me to do, to see that P- to have to see that PHP is progressing in this fashion because it means that this is something else that I'm going to have to do later on, you know in the next project, let's say, if they want to move whatever they're on at the moment to PHP 8, then they'll have to contend with that if this is a thing. So my my business hat on, with my business, business hat on, this is actually a good thing. This is going to eventually, you know, it's going to make me money, <laughs> isn't it? It's going to, because it's going to be a requirement for someone to say, oh, I want to move to PHP uh, I don't know, five, six, or PHP seven, all the way up to PHP nine, or whenever that happens. And I'm going to have to deal with these, these, these things. And that means it's going to take time. That means that, you know, it's an invoice line item, right? At the end of the day, that's what it will be. It is painful. It is as f- from, so taking off the business hat and putting on the developer's hat, it is painful. <laughs> it's extremely painful um, because well, just by the very nature of the fact that the, the dynamic properties, it means that um, they could be anywhere. <laughs> they could be absolutely anywhere. And I was actually reading a tweet from, I'm not going to name names, but there was a tweet that I read and I, I had to read it twice because I thought it was just sort of a joke, to be honest. But there are PHP developers out there who use dynamic properties to this day because they are, the, because they know they can <laughs> it's they they might not realize that they shouldn't be doing it but they know they can so they're going to do it because they know that they can get away with it and uh it either they haven't been taught the right way to do it or either they or either they haven't or you know so yes so there is a lot of code out there that does need to be changed a lot of code out there that needs to be altered um, as Pedro has mentioned, it will be obviously painful for, um, for contractors. Sure. But I can't, I, I kind of, I do look upon that as a sort of, you know, it's going to end of the day. It's going to be, it's going to be whatever your daily rate is, <laughs> you, know, you know, um, it's, it's not a case of as long as you're true to to your estimates and you're true to yourself, you know, it's going to take me this amount of time to do as long as you can, you can, uh, have tests and stuff, then, you know, it should be good. The, 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 the point is though, in my opinion, upgrading anything should be boring. It should be very boring. It should be an absolute, just boring process. No drama, no drama. That wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be awesome? And the way to get that with these big changes happening is through testing without testing your code or not 
I shouldn't say your code or testing the code that you're working on, because let's face it, we do a lot of legacy work. We work on a lot of legacy projects, projects that we've been given or, you know, it's just landed on our lap. Right. And so we weren't the original people to develop this code. And therefore, we probably are looking at untested, unverified code. And at that time, we're probably going to have to deal with all of this you know, all of these deprecated issues, all these breaking changes. So that's when the pain happens. That's when the pain happens. It's when you don't know what you're going to do. Uh, you don't know whether what you're going to do is going to break something or if it's going to be okay. And you don't have that level of confidence if you don't have testing. If you don't have testing, it is all risk. It is all risk. You don't even know what is working right now. Without any testing, you don't know what is working right now. Um, so that would be the first thing that I would do is look at the test case, test it, te- look at the tests, look at the cov- code coverage, um, and gauge a level of confidence from that. You know, you know, what's your code coverage? What are the things you're testing? Let's see how flaky your tests are. Um, also, using tools like static analysis, PHP Stan. Um, some checking for PHP um, code sniffing or PHP mess detection, all of those things you can use, you know, they're they're things that you can use to help improve your knowledge of the code base if you're new to the code base, but also to improve the code base. So one thing that we use or one thing I use is like um, uh, I think it's the code sniffer um, and it beautifies the code. So you can create your own code s- sort of standard, if you will. So everything that gets checked into, you know, wherever the repository is, needs to adhere to these these standards. Likewise, you can check for things like, you know, PHP standards, as I mentioned, at certain levels. And you can make sure that any code that gets into the repository is of a certain quality and a certain standard. When you've got those things and when you've got the unit tests and acceptance tests and all of that stuff, then it's not such a big deal to um, to upgrade. And the reason why it's not a, such a big deal is that you'll immediately know what's broken. The danger of not having any tests is be, is the fact that you don't know if anything works or not. And you don't know... So, all right, let me, let me pedal back. So a t- testing tells you where something's gone wrong, why it's gone wrong, how it's gone wrong, and when it goes wrong, right? When does it go wrong? When the test breaks. Where does it go wrong? It's going to tell you on a line number. How it goes wrong, well, you know, it's how you've created your your test cases. Now, that's something I disagree with. Uh, Pedro's mentioned that the client does not care if it's PHP 7, 8. Oh, actually, sorry, I misread that. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> no, you're, you're perfectly right there. So the client, the end user, doesn't care. Neither does the end user as in the pub, you know, general public. But also the, um, the I don't know, your, your project manager, I, don't, I guess. The person who you're reporting to, um, who isn't, Technic, who isn't a developer, let's say, um, they don't really care what version it's on. That's perfectly true. As long as you're, you, you know, as long as they know they're on the latest version or the most stable version, there are certain requirements for certain companies to, you know, always be on the most secure, stable 
sort of long long term support type thing. If you're dealing with any kind of financial institutes, there are rules and regs in place in certain cases that say that you you know as soon as something comes out that you know there's a security risk you need to jump on that um they do audits and stuff you know so there there is there is a little bit of knowledge that the that those people will have because of the audits but in terms of just getting something running it doesn't really matter what version in terms of you know their views in my opinion at least um uh so but but for, from a developer's point of view, we want to be working on the most stable. We want to be working on the most secure. Um, and a lot of the time, we want to be working on the latest, you know, the latest toys. But that isn't always the case, um, and especially not in the PHP world. Um, <laughs> the PHP world is, it's an interesting world to be, to be in at the moment. Very interesting. It's... Um, the thing is, when, when PHP 5.6 came out, PHP 6, you know, the, the, the next major release after PHP 5, got skipped. It got skipped. And so when PHP 7 came out, there was this big gap, this big gap between PHP 5 and PHP 7. This basically this hole, hole in time. And I think, this is just, you know, my opinion, I think that a lot of projects were being built around that time by developers who didn't really look into testing. There wasn't the tools in play. There wasn't a huge adoption at the very early stages of PHP 5, at least, of things like Composer. And so we have uh, a huge amount of legacy software out there. Because of this, this period in time where there was no real upgrade and then when php 7 came along it was like right let's do 7 let's do 7 1 let's do 7 2 let's do 7 3 let's do 7 4 right let's get move on to 8 let's do 8 1 8 2 okay let's now talk about 9 <laughs> and we're like whoa whoa let's calm down here a minute let's just chill the boots we have all of the legacy stuff that we need to deal with so my take on this whole you know bc breaks thing is the fact that a you cannot move forward without breaking uh, having uh, backwards uh, breaking changes in my opinion you can't move forward this is this dynamic properties thing it might not be the most interesting of change it's not a new feature is it it's not a new feature it's, it might not be the most exciting thing but it needs to be removed for PHP to progress, in my my opinion. Otherwise, we're just going to have this bloated programming language that can do all sorts of bad things. Um, and this is basically tightening those bolts and making sure that it is doing the the thing that we want properly, <laughs> which is moving more into stricter types, object orientation. And let's face it, PHP was never that when it started. It was a templating engine. So we've gone from a templating engine to a very handy piece of object orientation kit, right? In, in, in well, you can't say eight steps. It's now seven because six didn't exist. So, you know, in not, not many jumps, in not many hops, we've, we've progressed greatly but in that period of time we've obviously allowed bad practice we've obviously allowed 
um, the you know code smells happening, and we are trying to make it a better programming language for the next generation of PHP developers coming on. That's and that really is the crux of my argument. It's the greater good. You, you know, getting rid of this helps the greater good. It might not help your 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 project, the thing that you're maintaining right now, and it's going to cause a lot of pain going forward. But once that pain is down, it's done. It's done. Um, personally, I think that PHP is having too many release cycles. I think personally, what needs to happen is then, I, I mean, I'm not a part of the PHP release process. I don't have a, a, a PHP.net uh, account. I do not have voting rights. I've never created an RFC. So the things that I'm talking about today could be completely off the wall. <laughs> Just not a, not a thing, not an issue. But what I, what I have seen is that PHP, from PHP 7 to now, there's been so many so much churn of change. And I think we just need to slow our roll a little bit. And I think what we need to do is have more of a defined roadmap going forward and actually stagger things out a little better and have like, because the thing is, the danger is you don't want people to vote things off, you know, to, to say, no, I don't want this just because they're coming in quickly. You want, you know, the, the, the vote of this looks like it's going to go in the favor of this is going to be removed, which in, in my opinion is good for the greater good obviously. But the danger is when the next one comes out, if it comes out really soon, then the risk is that people will go, no, I don't want that. I don't want that because it's too, too soon. That, that breaking change happened too close to the last breaking change. So I think for stag, I think for breaking changes at the very least, there should be more of a staggered approach. Um, one idea I had potentially was, and that, you know, this is just an off the wall idea I had, um, is to go from like eight to 8.5. And then in those point releases, again, I don't know how PHP is, is, is released. So this could be completely off. This is completely wrong what I'm saying. Um, but you could, you could say, well, for each one of those point releases to, to, uh, 0.5 to the middle, um, you're allowed to have I don't know, X amount of breaking changes going in. And then everything from say 8.5 to nine, you're not allowed to have any breaking changes going in. And that needs to be a defined period of time where, uh, maintainers and, uh, coders can actually adjust to, to the breaking changes that have been proposed from like eight zero to eight five. That may already be in place again. I don't know. I have no idea, but I, I would like to, you know, wouldn't it be awesome if there was an actual roadmap where we could say, right, this is going to take this long to get to, to, to nine. We're going to extend it a little bit to give you a bit more breathing room. And that is going to be a fixed period of time for each major version going forward. Um, sometimes I'm not, I could be completely wrong here and this could be, you know, just down to me, not, not reading the news as often as I should, but sometimes it does feel like PHP evolves whenever it needs to evolve rather than evolve over a given period of time. Um, like for example, with symphony, you have a defined roadmap, <laughs> like, uh, you can see a timeline. 
I haven't seen any of that with PHP um, with well with PHP, and I think that would be very handy for maintainers. Um, and I think if they were if they were in had the knowledge that only a certain amount of breaking changes were going in per release cycle, then that would be that would be beneficial. I think what we need to do as PHP developers, or just developers in general, is listen to the maintainers. They are maintaining open source code that we rely on all of the time. They are burnt out, and it's not fair. We cannot demand that our, dem- our, our maintainers just just upgrade all of the time. You know, there needs to be a level of, you know, empathy. We need to talk to them and we need to find out what their problems are. And if there is a, a way of solving it, which kind of helps the, helps the greater good going forward, then, you know, I would be interested to have a discussion with someone who has views on that, maybe, maybe uh, over a pint or something. But um, yeah, for for those that aren't maintaining code, though, as in not maintaining an open source project, a project that is very is relied on by hundreds of thousands of people, let's say, for those people like me who are just you know contractors or developers working in a company, and all they're worried about is the code that they write for the company, then I would I would say that right now is a time where you really need to write some tests really need to write some tests going forward because it's just going to get more and more painful. Um, and you need to know why these breaking changes are being removed. <laughs> yeah, Pedro mentions, uh, like with Linux releases, Red Hat does uh, that really good, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really know what their, um, what their release cycles are, but I know with the frameworks, at least it's very transparent. You kind of know where you are. You kind of know where the LTSs are. You know, you know, uh, you've got a, a good roadmap, a good, a good change log to read, um, and a good upgrade, you know, plan <laughs> going forward. Um, maybe this will all change or, you know, eventually gradually change when PHP, the bugs at least go onto GitHub, because then it's more of a transparent thing. At the moment, the PHP, the bugs.php.net, that's quite an awkward thing to, to, to use. I wouldn't mind myself getting more involved with the PHP community from a, from a technical standpoint, although I mean, I have tried to compile PHP before and it failed. I wouldn't mind trying that again. That would be an interesting th- thing to do on stream um, and seeing if we can build our own extensions. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? But um, I, I take I take my hat off to take my hat off to the, to anybody who does does that stuff. It's really it to me. It's it's like a completely different, you know, a different league, <laughs> a different league of developer. Um, but, um, I, I was pretty much just sitting back and, and, and reading the tweets and listening. And I think that is something that we just need to do. We just need to listen to these maintainers. PHP is something that we, we, we love to bits and we don't want to, to ruin it. And I think that there is an argument that if we were to rush into these breaking changes, even if they are for the greater good, we're going to ruin PHP because of the fact that we're rushing into it. And I, th- I do think it boils down to time, giving people enough time and also the transparency of when things are going to happen. Um, I-, I think that's pretty good. And I, 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 it's not just PHP 9. It's like, 
you know, what's after that? That's, um, yeah, where, where is PHP going to be in, say, two years, three years, four years, five years' time? That would be, that would be an interesting conversation to have to someone, with someone. Uh, yeah, so that's my, that's my take on the PHP RFC dynamic properties. I know it's a little bit all over the place, my take, but um, basically it's just to listen and um, to appreciate where the maintainers are coming from. But also, I do feel that we cannot improve PHP without breaking PHP, um, unfortunately, because it's just the way that it's evolved. You know, we, we have, we're moving away from a templating engine to an object-orientated programming language. <laughs> There's going to be pain. <laughs> There's going to be pain. Anyway, thank you ever so much for watching and thank you for your uh, comments and insights. Hello, Martin. I'm sorry I didn't um, say hey to you. And uh, Callie, thank you very much for joining. I appreciate that. Next time I'm going to be live on YouTube, at least, will be next Tuesday. We're going to be tackling the P the new PHP course and um, we're going to be using some PHP unit. We're going to write some tests for, for that. And... Um, but the next time I will be on Sat will be Saturday at Twi on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash how to code well. And we're going to be trying to level up how to code well.fm and how to code well.net to PHP stand level nine. And um, I'm a little bit terrified because <laughs> that, that's hard work. If you want to see me getting angry at code, take a look at my previous stream. <laughs> my Tuesday stream. Thank you ever so much for watching. Happy coding, everyone. And I'll see you again soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.